Chapter Three of the Life Story of a Black Bear. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kathleen. The Life Story of a Black Bear by Harry Perry Robinson. Chapter Three: The Coming of Man. Summer was far advanced. We had had a week or two of hot, dry weather during which we had wandered abroad spending the heat of the days asleep in the shadow of cool brushwood down by the streams and in the nights and early mornings roaming where we would ultimately we worked round to the neighbourhood of our home and went to see if all was right there and to spend one day in the familiar place it was in the very middle of the day a sultry day when the sun was blazing hot that we were awakened by the sound of somebody coming through the bushes the wind was blowing towards us so that long before he came in sight we knew that it was a bear like ourselves but what was a bear doing abroad at high noon of such a day and crashing through the bushes in that headlong fashion something extraordinary must have happened to him and we soon learned that indeed something had coming plunging downhill with the wind behind him he was right on us before he knew we were there he was one of our brown cousins a cinnamon and we saw at once that he was hurt for he was going on three legs holding his left forepaw off the ground it was covered with blood and hung limply showing that the bone was broken he was so nervous that at sight of us he threw himself up on his haunches and prepared to fight but we all felt sorry for him and he soon quieted down whatever has happened to you asked my father while we others sat and listened man replied cinnamon with a growl that made my blood run cold man father had told us of man but he had never seen him nor had his father or his grandfather before him man had never visited our part of the mountains as far as we knew but stories of him we had heard in plenty they had been handed down in our family from generation to generation from the days when our ancestors lived far away from our present abiding place and every year too the animals that left the mountains when the snow came brought us back stories of man in the spring the coyotes knew him and feared him the deer knew him and trembled at his very name the pumas knew him and both feared and hated him every one who knew him seemed to fear him and we had caught the fear from them and feared him too and had blessed ourselves that he did not come near us and now he was here and poor cinnamon's shattered leg was evidence that his evil reputation was not unjustified then cinnamon told us his story he had lived like his father and grandfather before him some miles away on the other side of the high range of mountains behind us and there he had considered himself as safe from man as we on our side had supposed ourselves to be but that spring when he awoke he found that during the winter the men had come they were few in the beginning he said and he had first heard of them as being some miles away but more came and ever more and as they came they pushed further and further into the mountains what they were doing he did not know but they kept for the most part along by the streams where they dug holes everywhere no they did not live in the holes they built themselves places to live in out of trees which they cut down and chopped into lengths and piled together why they did that when it was so much easier to dig comfortable holes in the hillside he did not know 
but they did and they did not cut down the trees with their teeth like beavers but took sticks in their hands and beat them till they fell yes it was true about the fires they made they made them every day and all the time usually just outside the houses that they built of the chopped trees the fires were terrible to look at but the men did not seem to be afraid of them they stood quite close to them especially in the evenings and burned their food in them before they ate it we had heard this before but had not believed it and it was true after all what was still more wonderful cinnamon said that he had gone down at night when the men were all asleep in their chopped tree houses and sniffing round had found pieces of this burnt food lying about and eaten them and they were very good so good were they that incredible as it might seem cinnamon had gone again and again night after night to look for scraps that had been left lying about on the previous night he had gone down as usual after the men as he supposed were all asleep but he was arrested before he got to the houses themselves by a strong smell of the burnt food somewhere close by him the men he explained had cut down the trees nearest to the stream to build their houses with so that between the edge of the forest and the water there was an open space dotted with the stumps of the trees that had been felled which stuck up as high as a bear's shoulder from the ground it was just at the edge of this open space that he smelled the burnt food and sure enough on one of the nearest stumps there was a bigger lump of it than any he had ever seen naturally he went straight up to it just as he got to it he heard a movement between him and the houses and looking round he saw a man lying flat on the ground in such a way that he had hitherto been hidden by another stump as cinnamon looked he saw the man point something at him yes unquestionably the dreadful thing we had heard of the thunderstick with which man kills at long distances and in a moment there was a flash of flame and a noise like a big tree breaking in the wind and something hit his leg and smashed it as we could see it hurt horribly and cinnamon turned at once and plunged into the wood as he did so there was a second flash and roar and something hit a tree trunk within a foot of his head and sent splinters flying in every direction since then cinnamon had been trying only to get away his foot hurt him so that he had been obliged to be down for a few hours in the bushes during the morning but now he was pushing on again only anxious to go somewhere as far away from man as possible while he was talking my mother had been licking his wounded foot while father sat up on his haunches with his nose buried in the fur of his chest grumbling and growling to himself as his way was when he was very much annoyed i have the same trick which i supposed i inherited from him we cubs sat shivering and whimpering and listening terror-stricken to the awful story what was to be done now that was the question how far away we asked were the men well it was about midnight when cinnamon was wounded and now it was noon except the three or four hours that he had lain in the bushes he had been travelling in a straight line all the time as fast as he could with his broken leg and did men travel fast no they moved very slowly and always on their hind legs cinnamon had never seen one go on all fours though that seemed to him as ridiculous as their building houses of chopped trees instead of making holes in the ground they very rarely went about at night and cinnamon did not believe any of them had followed him so there was probably no immediate danger moreover 
cinnamon explained they seldom move far away from the streams and they made a great deal of noise wherever they went so that it was easy to hear them besides which you could smell them a long way off it did not matter if you had never smelled it before any bear would know the man's smell by the first whiff he got of it all this was somewhat consoling it made the danger a little more remote and especially it reduced the chance of our being taken by surprise still the situation was bad enough as it stood for the news changed the whole color and current of our lives hitherto we had gone without fear where we would careless of anything but our own inclinations now a sudden terror had arisen that threw a shadow over every minute of the day and night man was near man who seemed to love to kill and who could kill not by his strength but by virtue of some cunning which we could neither combat nor understand thereafter though perhaps man's name might not be mentioned between us from one day to another i do not think there was a minute when we were not all more or less on the alert with ears and nostrils open for an indication of his dreaded presence though cinnamon thought we could safely stay where we were he proposed himself to push on further away from the neighborhood of the hated human beings in any emergency he would be sadly crippled by his broken leg and at least till that was healed he preferred to be as remote from danger as possible after he was gone my father and mother held counsel there was no more sleep for us that day and in the evening when we started out on our regular search for food it was very cautiously and with nerves all on the jump it was a trying night we went warily with our heads ever turned upwind hardly daring to dig for a root lest the sound of our digging should fill our ears so that we would not hear man's approach and when i stripped a bit of bark from a fallen log to look for beetles underneath and it crackled noisily as it came away my father growled angrily at me and mother cuffed me from behind i remember though that they shared the beetles between them i need not dwell on the days of anxiety that followed i do not remember them much myself except that they were very long and nerve-wracking i will tell you at once how it was that we first actually came in contact with man himself in the course of my life i have reached the conclusion that nearly all the troubles that come to animals are the result of one of two things either of their greediness or their curiosity it was curiosity which led me into the difficulty with porcupine it was cinnamon's greediness that got his leg broken for him our first coming in contact with man was the result i am afraid of both but chiefly of our curiosity during the days that followed our meeting with cinnamon while we were moving about so cautiously we were also all the time and though we never mentioned the fact we all knew that we were gradually working nearer to the place where cinnamon had told us that man was i knew what was happening but would not have mentioned it for worlds lest if we talked about it we should change our direction and i wanted yes in spite of his terrors i wanted to see man just once also i may as well confess it there were memories of what cinnamon had said of that wonderful burnt food some ten or twelve days must have passed in this way when one morning after we had been abroad for three or four hours and the sun was just getting up we heard a noise such as we had never heard before chuck 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 it came at regular intervals for a while then stopped and began again what could it be it was not the noise of a woodpecker nor that which a beaver makes with its tail 
Chuck, 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 chuck. It was not the clucking of a grouse, though perhaps more like that than anything else, but different, somehow, in quality. Chuck, 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 chuck. I think we all knew in our hearts that it had something to do with man. The noise came from not far away, but the wind was blowing across us. So we made a circle till it blew from the noise to us, and suddenly in one whiff we all knew that it was man. I felt my skin crawling up my spine, and I saw my father's nose go down into his chest, while the hair on his neck and shoulders stood out as it only could do in moments of intense excitement. Slowly, very slowly, we moved towards the noise, until at last we were so close that the smell grew almost overpowering but still we could not see him because of the brushwood then we came to a fallen log and carefully and silently we stepped on to it my father and mother first then i then kawa now by standing up on our hind feet our heads even mine and kawa's were clear of the bushes and there not fifty yards away from us was man he was chopping down a tree and that was the noise that we had heard he did not see us being too intent on his work chuck 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 he was striking steadily at the tree with what i now know was an axe but which at the time we all supposed to be a thunder stick and at each blow the splinters of wood flew just as cinnamon had told us after a while he stopped and stooped to pick something off the ground this hid him from my sight and from kawa's also so she strained up on her tiptoes to get another look at him in doing so her feet slipped on the bark of the log and down she came with a crash that could have been heard at twice his distance from us even if the shock had not knocked a loud woof out of her as she fell the man instantly stood up and turned round and of course found himself staring straight into our three faces he did not hesitate a moment but dropped his axe and ran i think he ran as fast as he could but what cinnamon said was true he went of course on his hind legs and did not travel fast it was downhill and running on your hind legs for any distance downhill is an awkward performance at best we of course followed our impulse and went after him we did not want him in the least we would not have known what to do with him if we had him but you know how impossible it is to resist chasing anything that runs away from you we could easily have caught him had we wished to but why should we besides he might still have another thunderstick concealed about him so we just ran fast enough to keep him running and as we ran crashing through the bushes galloping down the hill with his head rising and falling as he leaped along ahead of us the absurdity of it got hold of me and i yelped with excitement and delight to be chasing man of all things living man like this and i could hear my father woofing to himself at each gallop with amusement and satisfaction very soon however we smelled more men then we slowed down and presently there came in sight what we knew must be one of the chopped tree houses so we stood and watched while the man still running as if we were at his very heels tore up to the house and out from behind it came three or four others we could see them brandishing their arms and talking very excitedly then two of them plunged into the house and came out with yes there could be no doubt of it these were the real things the dreaded thundersticks themselves then we knew that it was our turn to run and we ran back up the hill we went much faster than we had come down for we were running for our own lives now 
and bears like running uphill best on and on we went as fast as we could go we had no idea at how long a distance man could hit us with the thunder-sticks but we preferred to be on the safe side and it must have been at least two hours before we stopped for a moment to take breath and when a bear is in a hurry two hours even for a cub mean more than twenty miles so it was that we first met man and how absurdly different from what in our terrified imaginations we had pictured it end of chapter three